we said. The Press Box. Welcome in as we start a brand new week inside the Press Box. This the Press Box Podcast, just a sliver of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. It is the Press Box Radio Show. Mike Grace from my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers. Glad to bring you, uh, again, special interview we had today. We'll get to it in just a moment. Do want to remind you, though, if you uh, haven't heard the show, you can find us online, PressBoxRadio.com. There, check the affiliates page where you can find the show uh, and the station nearest you. The episodes page, you can hear the show on demand, hour by hour, all the way back to the very first hour. And uh, there's also a, a green listen button. Hit that anytime. You can hear us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is the PressBox, available online at PressBoxRadio.com. All right, to today's podcast, a very special guest this morning, Mike Paris, the voice of the Gamecocks from Jacksonville State University, as they're coming off maybe the biggest win in program history. They go to Doak Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee Saturday and beat the Florida State Seminoles. Snap to Cooper, looking down the field. He's got a man, caught it. He's free, Phil Y'all Johnson at the 10, at the 5, touchdown, 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 touchdown. touchdown. There are no flags. Touchdown pass on the final snap of the game. Jacksonville State has won it. Indeed, they have at Florida State on Saturday night. The big 20-17 walk-off win as they win it on the final snap. You heard the voice of the Gamecocks, Mike Paris, calling in. And, Mike, we'll get to the game, all the excitement, all that jazz. Just confirm for me, if I can believe social media, the uh, giddy Gamecock standing next to you just giggling throughout the half, most of the call is our buddy Ray Hammett. Is that is that correct? That would be correct. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Good old Ray. Outstanding. How about you, man? Oh. Uh, you're exhausted. You are exhausted. I could tell still. What is it? What is today? Is it Monday already or what? Oh. Uh, we were a little late kicking off because of weather in the area, so we had like a 15 or 20-minute delay. I'd done a high school game on Friday night that was televised, and it lasted three hours plus, a high school game now. Mm. And then I drive to Tallahassee Saturday and uh, – I think I finally got into bed after I was over somewhere, 3.30 Eastern time, and then I was awake by 7 and up and driving home yesterday. And I don't know. It, it's been a whirlwind is all I can say. Now, wait, you, go back in time. Knocked down. Mike, uh, didn't, you, didn't you say recently that uh, you were like, you know, at some point I may retire or, you know, I don't uh... – Retire? Crap, I'm working more now than I was when I was full of time. <laughs> <laughs> You're glad you haven't yet, though, because that's 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 one right there that uh, will stick with you forever. We were we were so happy for you. We we're also uh, happy for you know uh, Greg Sites, the whole program, Coach Gross, and uh, when you go back and you look at the play and you kind of look at the video and the way you described it, uh, I'm, I was overwhelmed at the great block by Ahmed Edwards too. And you can't fit everybody's name in it while you're trying to do play by play on the radio. But man, if he doesn't throw that block, that that play doesn't develop. Well, and, and I go I on I said and I get right. into that, you know, during the process, but obviously they only take so much, you know, you're, yeah. for the clip that's used nationally or whatever. So, but we did talk about that. Ray and I did the block that he made. And I'll be honest, I didn't even pay attention to it. I'm looking at the, I really just went through the video last night after I got back. I didn't realize the guy that was defending Ahmad Edwards, if he goes with him, if he runs, He's there to make a tackle, too, for them. Yeah. The cornerback that was in the play. 
Um, we ran the same play that we ran the previous play, as a matter of fact. It was open the previous play and just missed the went to the wrong receiver. But the coaches upstairs noticed it, and the play had been open most of the night. I was on a national radio show yesterday morning, uh, and let's just say they were uh, not too kind to Coach Norvell and the defense that they were in at that time. Well, I would think so, and I'm just I'm just curious. Without being cover ten right there, yeah. But with six seconds to go, and knowing that you needed minimum minimum twenty five yards to get in field goal range, was not not to divulge anything that would have uh, Coach Gross throwing Coach Norvell under the bus. But was there did, at some point did he look at you and go, "Man, I can't believe they were in that defense." Uh, I'll just say I saw an interview last night. Uh, that had been done by a national writer that he didn't come out and say that. One of our assistants said, you know, couldn't believe that they were still in the defense. According to Coach Norvell, and he said this in the postgame, we had one timeout remaining and the six seconds, and they thought that we still had time possibly to throw the ball 25 yards, complete the pass, get the timeout, kick the field goal. Now, our guy's got a great leg. He is a – He's a sophomore, a COVID, if you put it that way, redshirt freshman. He kicked for us in the fall and the spring as a true freshman. Longest field goal, 46 yards. Now, he's probably can kick it from 50, maybe to 52. Right. So, if you're looking at that, we got to get to the 30-yard line, and we're on our own 41, you know, when we snap it. So, anyway, and and I've seen it referred to as a Hail Mary, but it wasn't really a Hail Mary. No. Caught it to 15. Oh, I mean, and and Cooper dropped it in there. He just dropped it right in his hands. And you got a former Clemson guy throwing to a Duke transfer, a Duke transfer at Jacksonville State University, man. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody tweeted, that explains where Florida State is. The guys that can't make the roster at at those other two ACC schools are are at at, uh, FCS and beating you. But I – I am watching that, and and I'll be honest. I'm laying there in the bed. I'm I'm reading iPad. I've got one eye on the game, and I'm going, boy, this has been a good game. But I I look up just in time to see you guys come to the line of scrimmage, throw the pass, and I see him make the catch at the ten. And I go as I am thinking in my mind, get down. I look down at the clock in the corner. I see it's already on zeros, and I'm going, "Oh, this is going to suck because he's going to get tackled right there." And then he cuts it back and scores. And I think I woke everybody in the house up because I immediately start thinking about you and what that opportunity is like for you. But it was, it was unreal. And then the gift that we are given of the three Florida State cheerleaders who happen to be inadvertently walking right into the frame and their job the ground the girl wants to laugh like did that just happen but she knows she shouldn't but it's too late because it's already been caught man that was spectacular on so many fronts the, there's already memes of them out there i could tell oh, you yes well i'll be honest we, we get to the line of scrimmage, and I keep thinking somebody is, you know, they're going to drop somebody back to the 10-yard line at least, if not the goal line or whatever. Uh, and I had the same thought you did. He catches it and makes the cut back toward the field, and I'm thinking Super Bowl. 
Uh, I flashed who was it Titans and the Rams in the Super Bowl when Tennessee yes. gets tackled yes. at the one yard line or whatever, yeah. you know. And I'm thinking this is going to end. And if Ahmad Edwards doesn't make that block, we're he's probably tackled somewhere inside the five yard line. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and and you guys know this. And I watched Florida State Sunday night against Notre Dame and their opener. We played them last October, and to me, there was no comparison to to them. Uh, last year to this year, much better, more team speed. And I thought they played with more energy and more passion, quite honestly, in that game than they did against us last year. And then talking to their people, uh, uh, the crowd was great down there in that night for Notre Dame. And they really thought, you know, maybe that that had, I don't know if I should say brought them back, but it got them to, uh, you know, to the feeling of where it was in the old days, the energy they had at Dope Campbell that night and everything. And it's, oh, it was uh, unbelievable. We could play them a hundred times, and probably that's the only time we beat them. I mean, they're supposed to be Jacksonville State, you know, and this, and I know Florida State's not what they were, but still to go in there and do that. And, you know, I've been asked in the last 48 hours, 36 hours, whatever, how does this compare to Ole Miss? Um, in 2010, and I don't. This is my uh, my opinion. I think this one is different, and I think maybe a little more special because. And I'm not knocking Ole Miss, but Florida State even now I think was better than Ole Miss was in 2010. Yes, and, and with their tradition and what they've done all those years in there, it was you know it was truly a special night. Unbelievable. Florida State's been infinitely more the last 40 years than Ole Miss has. Right, right. I want to exactly. say. Uh, when, when you're the voice of the program, you're obviously going to remember this. Uh, you're going to know where you were, how it went down. It's going to stick in your mind forever. Uh, and, you know, I, 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 was, I just want to – Chris will tell you where he was and what happened in, in his situation when he, you know, saw it, heard it, read it. I will never forget where I was, and I didn't even have a, a dog in the race. We had just had a walk-off game-winning field goal ourselves at Bowling Green, drove oh, wow. back to Toledo. We're on the plane, haven't taken off yet. My athletic director's to my left. Uh, engineer host to the right, our interim president is to the seat ahead of and across the aisle from me. And we're watching the play-by-play and the stats and some of the stuff on it. And we all just kind of looked at each other at the same time. We're like, that just happened. And uh, that was, it was kind of a, a smile moment that Jacksonville State's just went down and done this. And I, I won't forget that because I've been on the plane before when something big happened when North Alabama won a national championship in volleyball, and that kind of sticks in my mind. I say that though, and I'm not trying to take too much time because this is about this segment's about you, Mike, and the Gamecocks. Is I think it is so special that the win at Ole Miss and the win at Florida State that that soundtrack to that moment that will live on forever and will be a part of Jack State history has Mike Paris's voice on it because it is so fitting for the time that you've given that program. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'll tell you the, the neat thing in this guys that played earlier years, you know, I've got heard from guys when I started this in 83 and not just football guys, just former athletes were in the program. Uh, one of the first guys I heard from yesterday morning was a guy that I always kid him. He made the most significant pass in Jacksonville state basketball history. In 1985, we won the national title in Division II in hoops. We're at SEMO playing at an old little gym, Hout Fieldhouse, that would seat probably 748 people or something, you know. Yeah. We're down – this is before three-point shot and everything. 
Anyway, we're down by by two. They've got a guy had missed a free throw since church league basketball in the fifth grade or something. <laughs> and he misses two in a row. We get the rebound. The outlet pass goes to guy's name's Brett Jones, lived down at somewhere around six mile Alabama down there. And it was like a hot potato. I mean, it barely touched his fingertips, and he got it to Melvin Allen, who hit a 30, 32-footer at the buzzer to win the game for us. Wow. Anyway, I hear from him yesterday, and like Chris was talking about, he said, I was asleep, and he said, my wife thought the house was on fire because of the way I was jumping up and down and yelling and screaming and everything, you know, because Jacksonville State wins the game. So, But I heard from former football players and and other fans, you know, and that, you know, hey, this is like Ole Miss or, or whatever. And it's, it's, it, it, I don't mean this with arrogance or cockiness. It's just great that people recognize, you know, and, and reach out to you like that. Well, here's the thing for me I thought of you immediately when it happened, you and Greg, because we've been friends for so long. So I was, I was thrilled, but I could not wait to hear. In fact, I went to the WLJS radio app to see if maybe there was enough of a delay to to try to hear it in in when I say in real time but on the app for the first time and I, but I listened to you and Ray for about 5 minutes on the the aftermath I missed the call there and I was like somebody please post it somebody post it because I was thrilled that you got to call it but where I was most thrilled in JD and Mike and and, and you obviously all know what I'm talking about when I say this we have no control over that moment when that moment happens. All we can hope and pray is that we did it justice. And you did it justice. You got Absolutely. it right. The enthusiasm was there. You nailed it. Ray was just the right amount of Homer and enthusiasm without it drowning out what you were saying because that's so important on radio. So important on radio. It's one thing. I'll give you a prime example. Trevor Ellerford's three-quarter court shot to beat Georgia last regular season game at Alabama, whatever year it was. It's 10, 12 years ago. 10 years ago. He hits that shot. Yeah. He hits that shot, and Brian Passick was so good, didn't say a word, let me lose my mind, and I thought I got it right for radio. You go watch television. Buzz Baker and John Sunvold, same game, different medium, phenomenal deal because at the same time, they both, you can tell, look at each other and go, oh, in unison, which on TV is perfect because everybody can see it. But on radio at play-by-play, if we don't tell the listener exactly what's happened, they have no idea. And well, you nailed it. And that's what I'm so well, happy about. Thank you. I appreciate that. As I've gone back and listened to it, I thought, well, I should have done it this way or I should have done this. But like you said, it's a spur of the moment thing. You just got to react and do it. And I tell you, uh, I go back and listen to it and I say Gamecocks win or, or whatever, you know, I never gave the final score in the midst of all that as I've gone back. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. <laughs> oh, it didn't Game, matter. Gamecocks, oh, Gamecocks win it was the was the end of the call that I had. Yeah. Just Gamecocks. When win you it. said uh, Damon Phil y'all, see, I would when I when I say that, I would be in my mind. I hope that was Phil y'all. <laughs> I'm I'm that guy that's like, well, it's out of there. Phil and it won't be Phil y'all. Not, 
It's Phil Y'all Johnson. It's a hyphenated name. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if you guys have seen the story. His mother was there. First time she'd play, uh, seen him play a college football game. Oh, wow. wow. That is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> terrific story. Um, uh, and again, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Everybody obviously has been great. Um, Mike, so. Mike, people tune in different times in the morning. They don't have a whole lot of time to, to listen to interviews. Somebody just jumped in. Can we play the highlight again? We because can. We, we kind of set it up. We Mike, can I, I, if you, I think this is worthy of playing one more time for Jack State's win at Florida State. From Doak Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee on Saturday. Snap the Cooper. Looking down the field. He's got a man. Caught it. He's free. Phil Y'all Johnson at the 10. At the 5. Touchdown. 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 There are no flags. Touchdown pass on the final snap of the game. Jacksonville State has won it. About 1 o'clock, I'm guessing, John Gross went, oh, crap. we got to get him back down to earth and play Saturday. Well, here's – oh, yeah, I don't know if it took that long. And, see, I, uh, I don't know all the intricacies and all the ins and outs of all of it, but we ended up – all the hotels here is a two-night minimum, so we had to spend the night in Tallahassee. So they didn't bust home till yesterday. Oh, wow. And I can only imagine what it was like trying to get those guys calmed down and, and get them in the bed. Forget, get them calmed down, get them back in the hotel at, at curfew for crying out loud. I think that was probably the longest that they've ever waited after a game before they shower and got on the bus. Oh, there was all kinds of stuff going on after it was unbelievable. It's awesome. Awesome. I know it's special. We're going to get sites on uh, later this week to – to kind of give us the administrator standpoint and, and put it into context of what a win like this means for the athletic department as a whole. Because, look, women's golf, men's tennis, uh, all of that stuff benefits from what just happened on national oh. television and since on Saturday night. Well, Jim Case texted me yesterday morning, you know, and, and he and I go at each other. And y'all know, I know Chris knows Jim, and I think y'all probably have met him and know him too. And uh, he's a character, I'll just put it that way. Yes. And uh, anyway, you know, that's what I said to him. Not only is this great for football, but the entire department and the university for this to happen. What do you put on the front of the media guide next year? The the catch crossing the goal line or the cheerleader with uh, her mouth open or his mouth open? Uh, I don't have to make <laughs> the, the Florida State reaction or the catch. <laughs> Leave that to Josh uh, Underwood. Yeah, somebody like that. Yeah, they, you're just they, a part timer. What do you uh, care? Hey, before we finish this, I got and Chris mentioned it. You were one of the first guys I heard from. Andy Burcham, um, Chip Walters at Middle Tennessee. I've heard from Dave Coyne at, uh, at, at Georgia State. JT uh, texted me as well. heard from him uh, the other night. That's the one other neat thing about this is other guys in the business. Because yeah. like you said, everybody knows, you know, you're in the situation, how you handle it and all that stuff. But it was, it's been wonderful to hear from all those guys. Well, nobody deserves it more than all of you. Yeah, yeah. Because for what it means for each of you, individually and collectively, I'm, I, I told you, but I'm – I love you, and I'm just thrilled for you because that's special. I appreciate it. How about – here's a little kicker, too. Um, well, first of all, you mentioned about somebody – hey, where's the audio or whatnot? A young man that produced a few broadcasts through the years, within 10 minutes had taken the video and had my audio, and I'm assuming he got it tuned in or something like that. Yeah. So he had placed my audio over the video and posted it on social media. 
And then I get an email, ESPN wants of it. Turns out the young lady who is the producer for Sports Center worked at the campus radio station at Jacksonville State. Oh. And they did a, a deal with her screaming in the newsroom, you know. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike Paris. So pretty cool from that standpoint. Congrats and well done. And thanks for being with us here. I know you got all kind of requests, and we appreciate you. Hey, guys, I appreciate us, it. Man. Thank you all. Dear friend of the show, Mike Paris, voice of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks, still uh, celebrating after a big weekend down in Tallahassee. And why not as the Gamecocks go and beat the Seminoles of Florida State? That'll wrap it up for the Press Box podcast today. If you like what you hear, a couple things you can do for us. First of all, find us on social media, won't you? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's Press Box Radio number one. If you'd follow us or like us, comment, maybe send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. And again, if you'd subscribe to this podcast, that way you get the brand new ones every time they come out. And if you tell a friend to do the same, that would be fantastic. They can find us wherever they find their favorite podcast, Apple and Google plus iHeart. Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever they find their favorite podcast, have them search for Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. Another great show tomorrow on great stations around the state of Alabama. Until then, for Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for listening to the Pressbox Podcast.